0: Oh gee, some fascinating and some strong text coming through on the Gabra and why they should or shouldn't renovate it. We'll circle back on those because we need to talk some basketball. Now the full NBL story is yet to be written this season, of course, but it has been a stellar campaign thus far for Melbourne United. Top of the ladder, their last two home games have sold out. Crowds are up, I think, 25% on last season. Nick Trulson is Melbourne United's Chief Executive Officer. Nick, good morning and welcome to SEN. Morning,
1: Thanks, Sam. How are you going?
0: Great to have you on, and we re- really appreciate you donating your time, mate. I'm going well. How are you going? I mean, so far, so good, I suppose, then, in what's been, as I say, a well, almost a faultless season thus far.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much, as you just said, Dan, that's probably been a bit of an internal sort of discussion around so far, so good. Um, yeah, we definitely had a few challenges over that four week away from John Kane Arena with, with the tennis on, and... Um, but you know, we feel like it was great getting back to our house last week with a full house, and um, and then to know that we've got our next two games already sold out. It um, shows that basketball's in a really good place in, in the city, but also when you look at the NBL across the league, that the you know the attendances are well up.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the scheduling. Um, it must have been great to be finally back on John Kane last weekend after you know what was it? Was it seven straight away games because of the open?
1: Yeah, it was. And it felt like a long time between the incredible open air game that we had um, on the 23rd of December and then it was, yeah, last weekend to come back. So um, definitely some challenges there. I think, you know, having some road doubles and we've had them early in the year, but we would play on a Friday, for example, in Perth, but then at least come home, sleep in our bed Saturday night and and then play on the Sunday. Whereas we had a couple of times where we actually had to, we're in Brisbane and and then have to go straight to Sydney to play a game. So... Um, you know, that's all part of it. All the teams have to work through that with some of those trips along the year. And it was our turn and, um yeah, we're just excited for the run home now.
0: Yeah. So just last one on it, though. I mean, the Australian Open's obviously huge. But is there any workaround? Is there any way you can, I don't know, alter that schedule, lessen the, the stretch of away games, or are you just obviously prisoner to what is a massive international event?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the biggest events and, and we all, you know, everyone who got to go to see a million people get to mm. to Melbourne Park was quite extraordinary. I think, you know, we're, we're definitely going open talks with MOPT and, and seeing what can be done and with the NBL, but we've had this for a number of years and it's something that we, we know we have to prepare for. It's, it's probably not until you're right in it that it, it gets a little bit um, tough at some times, but also... We know now that we've got, you know, these home games at home before we start the finals campaign in March.
0: Yeah. Now, ninety nine eighty three. of course, uh, on your return to John Cain over the Phoenix, your most recent uh timeout. So you're 18-7. and seven. Um, It's been a very strong defensive performance right across the year. I mean, how has it all clicked this year? How has Dean Vickerman got the boys absolutely humming? Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, hats
1: off to Dean and, you know, and hopefully, you know, being, um, you know, hopefully with the the NBL awards coming up, it'd be great to see him get the coach of the year award. He definitely deserves it. But I think, you know, as a whole collective group, just, you know, when we looked at our roster in the off season and what we wanted to do, we we had a real focus on getting back to being the top two defensive team and in the league. And and so far, that's been a a really strong part of it. But I think equally, the good thing about it is we've also found at the offensive end, you know, we've, we've been able to put some big scores on the board as well. And, you know and hopefully, with the team getting healthy for the first time in a while, it'd be great for us to uh you know hit hit the finals with a full steam ahead,
0: yeah, and obviously Chris Golding's been huge again, but Shay illy like Dean vickerman labeled him the best in the game right now i mean the praise doesn't get well definitely doesn't get any higher than that, yeah, I
1: mean Shay, you know I think everyone who knows him he's an incredible off court just one of the, the most incredible family men you'll ever meet, but on the court he's uh yeah, just a defensive beast. And I think having him and Deli there, you know, we're blessed with that. And I think the stats that showed up that when Shea didn't play the last year or so, um, you know, we've had a pretty poor record win-loss. And, and when he does play, it is, uh, you know, it's such a high win-loss for us. So, yeah, super important player. But I think across the board, you know, we're so blessed with, you know, Luke Travers coming in has been, you know, super for us. And, you know, we're excited where Ariel forty and finish up this season and 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 hopefully get drafted in the NBA and and getting Joe lawala back um has been awesome as well. So yeah, across the board, our depth is very strong and and the guys coming off the bench have been phenomenal for us as well.
0: We're well, speaking to Melbourne United CEO Nick Trulson. Nick, I just what, how tricky is this phase? Do you feel like and um, what I mean is you know nearly at the end of the regular season, there might very well be a situation in the coming week or so where you know, the opposition has everything to play for and your boys perhaps nothing to play for. How, how do you think the club's going to go about handling that?
1: Yeah, I think for us, Sam, yeah, we've, we've still got to try and uh, wrap up top spot. We've got top two locked in, which is great, but you do get that home court advantage throughout the finals and playoffs if you can make sure that you get top spot. So we're not guaranteed of that yet. We're two games and, and percentage ahead of Perth and, you know, if they were to win their games and we had a few slip-ups, you know, that could mean we could drop to second. So we've still got a fair bit to play for, but you're right with the, the teams we're playing, you know, with the breakers. Cairns have beaten us twice this year. We have to go up to Cairns Friday week and then come back for our final game against Illawarra, which they could be playing for a top six spot. So... Um, not the worst thing in the world either because that's great to be able to play teams who are desperate and Mm. that's what we're going to find when we hit the playoffs ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, I've got to say, we're talking about great fan experiences across the country regardless of what sport you, you might follow earlier. Now, the fact that you've sold out your last two home games is already is testament to what you've built down there at United. Now, I've been lucky enough to get along a couple of times with the family. It is an awesome viewing experience. I mean, tell us about how conscious you are of I mean, this is really, I guess, your, your modus operandi, creating a great environment for uh, for families to get along and and enjoy a, a sporting experience that's unique, I think, in this town.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a huge focus for us. And I've talked about it a little bit before that, you know, with close to 50 pro teams in Melbourne alone, I think you've got to be able to be able to stand out from the crowd and, and definitely, and, and hats off to the team before I, well before I started. Um, basketball, I think we're averaging 8,500 um, in the 10,000 seat stadium just before COVID, and we're at 9,700 this year. So I think basketball has, you know, hit a really good patch, and especially our focus on families, as you mentioned, Sam. It's such a great experience. Whether you're sitting courtside corporately or up in the stands, everyone goes home um, with, you know, with a great experience. And you know, coming across from AFL, that's probably been the biggest thing I've noticed. Is you know, an hour and a half, you've got the roof on, except for our open air game, of course. Um, but with the music going and, and having lots of fun, um, it's a great experience for our corporate uh, sponsors as well because you just say we're immersed um, our partners' brands out on the big on the jumbotron etc. And yeah, from a fan experience point of view, I, you know, I'm biased, but I definitely feel like we put on the best fan experience in in sports. But you know, saying that we are so lucky in Melbourne to have the. The precinct that we do for sports and and concerts. When you look at what's happening this summer with the amount of concerts coming to town, and um, yeah, we're we're blessed with that. And then having Marvel down the road as well.
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah honestly, it is an awesome um, experience whether you go uh, during the day or, or at night. Of course, speaking of tip-off times, I wanted to ask you about Christmas Day, which, of course, the NBL created history with, and you were involved in that a couple of years ago. I think it was the, the Jack Jumpers uh, last Christmas against South East Melbourne Phoenix. Are you broadly supportive of, you know, Australian sport, it's a rare event, sport on Christmas Day itself. I imagine, I'm not sure how the players receive it or you as a club, but are you broadly supportive or are we still tiptoeing in here?
1: Yeah, I think overall we're all broadly supportive, of, especially being innovative and trying to own... Um, special days on the calendar and we've seen other codes do that really well and you know we're lucky enough to have a a game like the open air game etc and I think what we our feedback was was let's get Christmas Day going and, and humming in the NBL but potentially like they do they had Sydney and Illawarra play that second game and having two teams in the same state just allows that ability for you to to enjoy Christmas morning and then and then get on to the game that night but I think you know that that's probably the part we would you know from our point of view if we were to play it you'd rather it have two teams from the same town just to allow um, teams to be able to enjoy that morning and with their families and friends and then be able to get off there for the game Well,
0: Nick, your mob take on the New Zealand Breakers. Back at home, of course, John Caner. And it's this this Sunday, 2pm, the tip-off there. A sellout, as we mentioned. Um, Hopefully destined for great things and bigger things still to come this year. Well done on what you've you've done and you've created and you're creating down there. And we really appreciate you joining us this morning.
1: Thanks, Sam. Look forward to having you back. And, um, yeah, let's hope we have a big uh, playoff series in March and we look forward to getting fans there and selling those games out as well.
0: Nicely done. Nick Trulson, there, the Chief Executive Officer of Melbourne United. Kind of him to take some time out of his day to join us.